and welcome to Barrier Breakers, United Way of Central Maryland's podcast to help you be informed, be inspired, and be more. We launched this podcast at the start of the pandemic to share stories in a safe way about the people we help, the United Way team, and our work to strengthen our neighbors and the neighborhoods they call home. I'm Katie Truitt, producer of Barrier Breakers, and in this episode, I'll share some of my best of moments from the series so far and the clips that made me even more passionate about working for United Way. Our first episodes focus on our 2-1-1 helpline. It's a free confidential service that assists callers who need help with things like housing, food, utility payments, and so much more. Here are a few highlights about how the pandemic made life even harder for people who were already struggling to get by and what the 2-1-1 team copes with as they answer the call for help. I'm trying, I'm trying to get food assistance. Um, well, my rent's due and I, um, have been unable to pay my vehicle insurance. Me and my family have been homeless for over a week. When you are that person on the other line, you're indirectly experiencing the trauma that folks have, have experienced. So it's, we call it, um, secondary trauma. You hear it as vicarious trauma. But it really does take a special person with a great deal of empathy to listen to these calls day in and day out, find a way to help people find solutions. During COVID, um, I had a call where a young lady had, she had two children and she had not, her food stamps had been um, cut off. And she called and she was screaming in the phone. I couldn't understand what she was saying. Um, But basically her children were hungry and the kids were crying in the background as well. So initially I thought it was like a domestic violence or, you know, something that was that was happening in that in that moment. So once I got her to calm down and she started talking, she was just like, I, my kids have never been hungry before and I have nothing in my house to eat. She didn't have any money. She hadn't, made, hadn't gotten unemployment and her food stamps had been cut off. So um, I told her, she said, even if you find me a food pantry, I cannot get there. Um, so United Way has the um, lift ride service. So she got there. So I got her the lift ride to get there. I stayed on the phone while she got the kids dressed. Um, and she used the lift ride to get to the food pantry. Um, and then when she got back, she called. And I don't even know how. She got right back through to me. And she was just so grateful. And wow. Just thinking about it makes me like happy. I remember that interview with the two-on-one call specialist like it was yesterday. As mothers, we shared how we would do anything in our power to help our children. And we both felt the pain this caller was experiencing. It really put into perspective the emotional toll that the two-on-one team deals with every day on the job and how much they care. United Way makes it easier for people to get the basics in life like a safe, secure place to live. The next clips are about the Way Home Project, led by our Leaders United membership group and other partners to provide new home goods to 20 people as they made the transition from homelessness to a permanent home. United Way volunteers shopped and filled their new apartments with all the items that make a house a home, like bedding, towels, 
dishes and utensils, food and more, things many of us take for granted. We are, uh, you know, helping 20 people or families experiencing long-term homelessness into uh, new apartments at the new 410 lofts in downtown Baltimore. So I am super excited about this project. We made the beds, we washed the dishes, we loaded the pantry, and we made sure that when those new residents entered those apartments, they felt like home. Well, I think the first thing that I've seen in working in similar situations is that feeling of self-respect, that feeling of, I am somebody, I have a home, I mean something, I can provide for my children, I can provide for myself, and just that sense of self-respect and accomplishment I think is just so important, something that every human being should experience. Our podcast on the lack of affordable housing and rising evictions focused on what needs to be done to keep people in their homes. While bans on evictions during the pandemic did help for a while, many tenants fell months and months behind on rent because their workplaces were closed, their hours were cut, and other factors related to COVID. One of the ways United Way is helping is our Innovative STEP program, which stands for Strategic Targeted Eviction Prevention. So far, this program has helped more than 4,500 people remain in their homes as they get back on their feet. What if there has to be relocation, housing navigation? Um, how can we provide everything from shelter, which has to be an option, to really quick shelter diversions and rapid rehousing? How do we build systems that address the issues that predate the pandemic, that have been laid bare during the pandemic, so that they outlive the pandemic? Here's the situation in brief. The pandemic has caused millions of people to lose their incomes, and many of those have still not gotten back to work. When people have no income, they can't pay their bills, and the biggest bill that people have to pay is usually rent. Consequently, millions of households are behind on rent and will soon face eviction. Advocates have been sounding the warning sirens for months, but public and media attention to this issue have faded. Drawing attention to the barriers people face to their success and well-being and sharing real-life stories is one of the most compelling ways to help people understand what others are up against. Here's a clip from our Women Helping Women episode and a powerful story from a United Way team member who grew up in the segregated South. I do see a lot of these barriers, it, like in the workplace and in my career, right? Like gender bias is real, gender discrimination is real. You know, I did work in an organization where I had a, I had a very difficult time and this might've been the first time that I experienced, I don't know, maybe like covert racism or microaggression that was very difficult to deal with. The help came from someone who I was not expecting the help to come from. Where in that situation, it, it was nice to have that support. It's an older white woman. She helped me realize how egregious mm. that situation was. You know, honestly, when I think back on it, there's always been someone, a woman, who has kind of taken me in or has wanted to help me in some capacity. My name is Phyllis. Last name is Shelton. I am quite unique. I was one of five Blacks that first integrated um, high school graduation class. Um, we, I experienced this separate, there was quite, quite a bit of separateness. We weren't allowed, the Blacks weren't allowed to go to the theaters. We had our own theater as well. Um, <clears throat> the swimming pools, 
everything was pretty much, you know, segregated in terms of blacks and white. My parents left a great legacy of love, not just for certain people, but for, for everyone. And a great legacy of teaching what is right. So regardless, and our race was a, a human race. So that's the way we kind of saw things. And I'm grateful for that because when you look at a person, you look at a person because they are people. They are people of God's creation. Kelly and Phyllis spoke so openly about the obstacles they've faced. I remember these conversations as being so powerful and raw, and I was honored that they felt comfortable not only sharing their story with me, but allowing us to share it with our listeners. Their journeys and their challenges have helped pave the way for others. In another episode, we talked with Franklin Baker, our president and CEO, about how he's paying it forward. I was told years ago, right? that the only way that you can be your best is if you help others to be theirs, right? And for me, that's been an important principle, particularly the last decade or so, when I've started to take on this idea of mentorship a little bit more seriously. And I know that I've, I've been able to secure some level of success in my life at this point, but there's, there's just no telling if I'd had that kind of support during those critical years of my development, right? Where I'd be right now. So now I feel this call to pour back into people like me who need that and to help them to advance even further and to make a bigger difference in their community and our society because of that additional support. What you'll hear next are among my most rewarding interviews. In our Leaving No Veteran Behind podcast, we talked about United Way's Veteran Treatment Court program. Hearing two veterans share openly and honestly about their challenges returning to civilian life and how the treatment court has helped them really touched me. We were on site at the courthouse and after their interviews, we attended their meetings with the judge and learned more about the support they've received. The judge in their cases is a veteran herself and I'll never forget the look of pride on her face for fellow soldiers who have served our country and who we are helping win their own personal battles. So the veteran population is very unique because um, they have served our country and they are guaranteed benefits because of that. And they really are determined to have a new mission in life. When they exit the military, sometimes the transition to civilian life can be really challenging. They're leaving a unit, a whole family behind, and that really helps um, or really challenges them to return to society and they experience loss of employment, homelessness, substance use challenges, mental health challenges, um, because it's really hard to find that connection again to um, their civilians and anyone that's around them. I've been able to adopt, adjust, and persevere. Uh, I attend NA meetings, which is very helpful for me because I have an opportunity to be around individuals that have been through the same struggles as myself. I feel good about myself now. It's, it's good to be able to have a, a positive conversation with individuals that I encounter. It gives me an opportunity to network with other people and to just obtain nuggets of information to help me become stronger and wiser. 
I just wanted to uh, let anyone know that um, my experience in the Veterans Corps has been fantastic. Uh, if I had to do it over again, I wouldn't hesitate. And uh, I would recommend anyone that was face, facing the kind of things that I was facing that they get on in there uh, because everyone's trying to help you. I haven't found anyone that I felt wasn't in my corner and I'm so thankful for that. Can I just say, I love producing this podcast. I feel so lucky to have met so many strong, passionate, and resilient people who are changing their lives and the lives of others for the better. We're grateful to you, our listeners, for the support you've shown us this past year, and we want to keep bringing you the content you want to hear. Have a topic that you'd like the Barrier Breakers podcast to cover? Reach out to United Way of Central Maryland on Instagram and let us know, and be sure to catch our next episodes. Today's episode was developed by the United Way of Central Maryland's marketing team. All production and music was created and edited by Trevor Ferkler. You can find our other podcasts at uwcn.org backslash podcast and wherever you listen.